Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello there, it's Richard and Linda, and this is Ayers on the Road. And I thought you were going to start, Linda, and I was just sitting there and nothing was happening. Well, uh, we never know. We don't decide that, but um, you usually start. <laughs> so no, I'll try to start more often. Start. Ladies first, come on. you know. All right, remember you said that. Okay. All right. So anyway, we have been on the road this week. We've had a fun week. At least I've had a fun week. I... Um, arrange to go and be with our daughters is kind of an interesting story and before I go into it I should say I left Richard home for three days which is always really scary because what he does is he sits around and thinks of new ideas. Oh, I and thought you were going to say I leave dishes out all over the place. You did something. a good job this time. Oh. I hardly noticed anyone was here. That wow. was pretty amazing. That, that was close. I never know what you're going to say. No, but I mean, the thing is, how many new ideas have you come up with since I walked back in the door? Many. And uh, <laughs> including today, a big, huge box arrived on our front doorstep. And it was a huge cardboard box. I thought, what in the world could that be? It was so light. You thought it was a present for you, probably. Well, I know. I'm, Maybe I it is. Maybe wonder it was. what in the world it is. Anyway, we worked at opening it and opening it. And then finally we got to the inside box, inside the box. And it turned out to be how many? A dozen? 20? Oh, 25. 25 foam core boards. I love foam core boards. They're just, they're like posters, only they're rigid. You've all seen them. They're just... They're so wonderful, and I love to do diagrams and put goals on there because, you know, Linda, if you write your goals in some little book somewhere, you might never look at them, but if you write them on a foam core board and you and it leans up somewhere in your den or somewhere and you look at it all the time, it keeps you on task and you don't waste a lot of time. You know, playing Candy Crunch or whatever—you just get to work. When oh you're man, <laughs> it is so true. This guy is a true believer in foam core boards, and we all the time our kids were growing up. He had a foam core board ready for everybody at the first of the school year because this is going to be your goals for the year, and you can do it however you want to. We want you to have a theme. We want you to write these these things down and put it in these five sections. And, and well, no, I didn't it. tell them the sections. They they figured out their own way to do it. In well, fact, some years that you did. With this, this isn't really our topic for today, but it's no, it so isn't. let's go into it for a minute because one of the things parents always tell us is, you know, if I could just get my kids to set more of their own goals, it's like I don't want to set their goals for them, and yet so many parents do exactly that. So many parents are, are like, hey, let's set some goals for you, honey. I think you should get an A in math. Write that down. And, and pretty soon there's a whole list of goals, but they're really not the the kids' goals, but many parents recognize that, you know, there's an enormous difference. If you can just get a, a young child to actually think about something he really wants and then write it down and then get a plan for how to get there, that's enormously valuable training for the kid, and it's also uh, a great weight off of the parent. It, it sort of changes the whole chemistry of, of things. If If a child has a goal then think about it. By definition, you are the consultant. You're helping him with his goal. Henning, let me help you with your goal to, you know, learn that piano piece. That's so different than, honey, when are you going to learn that piano piece? Your lesson's coming up in two days. You better get busy. I'm the pushy one. I'm your manager. It's so much better if the child can set a goal. And 
I think what Linda's saying, what we learned, for what it's worth, sometimes the simplest things make a lot of difference. And if you're just saying, let's let's do your goals here, write them on this page or write them in this book, or or worse yet, if you're saying, here, let me write your goals for you or let me show you how to do goals and really do it, that's one thing and it's not a very good thing. But what we found, you get them a big foam core board, there we go, you know, that's about three feet by two feet. And, and here's what you do. You do your own goals on it for the school year, and the kid gets intrigued. And, hey, do you think you're old enough to do some goals of your own? And then you don't push it. You don't try to finish it in one time. You say, oh. think about it. This is going to be in your room. What do you want to do this year? And if you work on that long enough and kids set their own goals, oh, my goodness, Linda, that makes so much difference. <laughs> well, I should know better than to get Richard fired up, uh, fired up about goals because, wow, he just takes it to the next step. And I'll tell you what, we did have those foam core boards and like in their room between Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan, and you know they <laughs> that were there. Goes back away, it goes back a ways. It goes back a ways, but um, it really is fun to, to have these I guess I mean where do we put them but well you know. Linda now I think they'd have to put it between I don't know Taylor Swift and 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 um, you know LeBron James or something right <laughs> right maybe some not LeBron but anyway um, it really is uh, that that was just an introduction to gathering your children I mean it really is what the topic of this of this show is is, is get, being able to gather your children once in a while your children who have left home and why we want to talk about that, obviously, is because Linda on the road this week has been, I mean, I, I just want to toot your horn a little, Linda. Linda gets your, her four daughters, and I, tell me if I get this right, once a year you try to get your four daughters together, and another time, other time, sometime other in the year, a second gathering, only this time it's your daughters and your daughters-in-law. Well, it used to be that way, but it just get it got pretty complicated with eight daughters and daughters-in-law, and so we just do that every other year. So every other year we get together with the daughters. It's kind of evolving. We used to always just go with everybody, and that was fabulous, but they are scattered so far. I mean, for example, the only week these four daughters could go, the three daughters-in-law were in Paris. And that's another story. And one was in Hawaii. So it Paris, was, Idaho, right? Not, not. Um, <laughs> the real deal. Um, they had their husbands all worked for the same company and had uh, won a prize of going with the president of the company to Paris. So, yeah, but I, I didn't mean to get you off track. But I want you to tell the, the listeners what you call these gatherings because it is a most creative name. Well, what we call the gathering when we have all of our mothers um, is called MFME, which is short for Mothers and Future Mothers of Iron Realm. Which gives you an idea of what they talk about. I mean, this is, this is. I was, I was going to say it's not just fun and games, but actually it is a lot of fun and games. <laughs> but there, there are some serious discussions in there about what do you do about a two-year-old that has tantrums every day, and what do you do about a 12-year-old who is starting into puberty, and on and on and on and on. Well, and it isn't just about their family. It's about life, about them. About, uh, In fact, I think our most successful one so far was the last one we did. We gathered everybody in California, and uh, we just rented a house. And I know everyone can't do this, and, and I should say 
that the money for this comes from my mom and dad who left a little farm in a little house up in Idaho to my sister and I, and we split the money, and I put it in the stock market and in a really good stock, and it really has made some money. So that's where um, I'm getting the funds for this, and I know everyone doesn't have that opportunity. But you don't need funds for it, and that's the point. You can have a camping trip. You can do it, you know, Well, you can meet for dinner or just overnight at somebody's house. We started out just meeting at somebody's house and then crowding in, and, and then we had daughters-in-law bringing tents to put in the backyard because they didn't like to chatter all night and all the funny stuff. Um, but it really has evolved into something wonderful because what we have them do is send in articles they've loved um, or TED Talks that they've loved, and then we all watch it, and then we actually decide when we're going to talk about which one at You read a meal. book usually, too, don't you, all of you together? Or and you read one before you get there? We I read guess. a book before we get there, and, and the last one was Gift from the Sea by Man, Anne Marl Lindbergh, which is my favorite all-time book about motherhood. So that's not a parenting book, really. It's a book about sort of taking care of your your your, your own mind and your right, own soul. Right, taking care of yourself, and and our kids are so concerned about creating margins in their life because we have some really type A personality moms and multitaskers extraordinaire who who hate it, but they do it. I mean, they just can't help themselves. So we try to figure out how we can make our lives more calm, more more focused on things that are really important, and we challenge each other. And everybody in the group is so inspiring. They all have some great things to add and another and I know that doesn't always happen in every family I've talked about with my friends about this um, and they said but I, I couldn't do that because I have you know an in-law and a daughter that don't get along and it's just really so hard but I think if you start in little baby steps and try to get them together so they can really understand each other have a nice dinner together or something right. just to start it off and, and have an agenda of sorts so that it doesn't just lull off into things that maybe they feel differently about or, that or things that they just on. hate about their husbands yeah, or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's you the word. Spiral, you can spiral down on that. But it really is the most exciting thing that um, we do. And so we call this the sisters, retreat, the sisters Retreat. And I hope we had a talk with all of our in-law children have sisters. And so they get, can or cannot get together with their own sisters during the off year. And um, so it makes it a little easier that way. I know I have friends who say, yeah, but this one daughter-in-law doesn't have a sister and she needs to be included. And so you have to work out what works for your family. And not no, everybody me. would have eight, you know, Sisters yeah, some so. mothers might be doing this with their two daughters or with right. their one daughter and their one daughter-in-law. But here is my question, and I think I would speak for many listeners. Where are the children while you moms are out gallivanting around and having fun and discussing how to save the world? Well, they are at various places. Wait a second. I know where they are. They're with their dad. Not always. Because sometimes the dad can't do it either, and so sometimes friends, you know, chip oh, in. Oh man, you say, ruined my whole my where I was going with that. I know, I know. Dads, you think I know what you're going to say? I'm going to say this because I know it's true. The dads end up taking care of the kids much more during those days, or however long it is that the moms are having this this confab. And guess what? The dads are learning a whole, whole lot of things, and they are so glad to see their wife return to their nest. 
That is true. They, their wives look so much better than they did when they left. <laughs> For more reasons than one, I mean, they know what they're dealing with more, but also because they are refreshed and they do look better. Um, but it really is such an amazing experience to get these women together who are just outstanding in their own right. It's kind of hard to remember that they're not kids anymore until you do something like this and then you just realize that they have taken the baton and run past you. Well, let me let me give one other little spin on it, and then we've got to go to a break in a minute, and we'll pick up this conversation when we're done. But I think you you do a very elaborate F and F or M and FME gathering, and you do it uh, big time. But I I just want to underscore that there's other ways to do this, and, and you know what moms need. I'm convinced of this looking at it from the outside as a dad looking in. What moms need is times to get away with other moms. Now, if that's their sisters, that's wonderful. If that's their mom, that's wonderful. If that's just friends, that's wonderful. But even if it's just a a mom's night out where the dads stay home with the kids and moms get together and have a good time and discuss and sympathize with each other, such a healthy, powerful thing. It really is. And we've got some more ideas for you after the break about getting the whole family together. And uh, we'll be excited to talk about that when we come back in just a minute. Iyer's on the Road, parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. We've been talking about getting our daughters and daughters-in-law together. Um, and let me just say, Linda, if you're as a listener, you may be uh, a young parent, you may be a young person, or you may be a grandparent. And whatever whatever level you're looking at this family discussion from, think about how it applies to you. I mean, if you're a young mom or a young dad who wants some help from peers. How you know? How do you do it? How do you handle this problem and so on? Think of it in that regard. If you're a grandparent, think about whether it would make sense for you to try to figure out a time to get your children, your grown children, the mothers of your grandchildren or the fathers of your grandchildren. Because I'm going to mention in a minute, I not to be left out. I have a little thing with my sons and sons-in-law about once a year. Uh, But I'm going to let Linda talk a little more about what she does, and then I'll give you the contrasting view of what a dad or a grandpa might do to get some of the same benefits. Well, um, as we mentioned earlier, we call these little gatherings Mothers and Future Mothers of IRM, which is MFME. And we just keep kidding our youngest daughter who just got married in October. Honey, if you could just have a baby, we could call it Emmy. Mothers of IRL. <laughs> we wouldn't have to go with the future mothers anymore. Um, but it has been fun as we've gathered daughters-in-law in and welcomed them into the group. We've had little celebrations every time and, and given them a little thing about um, an IR woman does this and this and this and, and scaring them to death because we're totally crazy. But um, <laughs> we have been so lucky to gather the most amazing group of women that our sons have married um, each bringing their own thing to our family, which is so great. You, it's so startling to realize there's more than one right way to do things. <laughs> yeah, and there's more parenting styles than just the one you're doing or just the one you're used to. And you may not want to adopt the style or the methods of your one of your siblings or of someone else in the group, but you may learn 
some things that cause you to modify your own style in various ways. Yeah, and if you've got several daughters that aren't married yet, it's so fun to have them report on what they're doing. I mean, we had one time we met uh, we met in New York City, and we went to our daughter's apartment uh, because she was attending Columbia, and she was doing a center city project with Chinese teenagers, and it was so interesting to hear what she was doing. At the same time, we had another daughter-in-law who just this just happened to be she was at Harvard studying about foot binding of Chinese women, <laughs> and, and that was fascinating. I mean, they all have fascinating things that they're learning, that they're knowing, and so on, and to be able to share that with a real sisterhood is just really quite amazing. Well, and I think the time it's most relevant, I mean, it's relevant at any any life phase or life stage, but if if you're out there and you're a, you're, you're a father or a mom who's who's just getting into the empty nest years or who, who is coming up to that time and you're starting to have your kids move away to go to college or to get uh, married or whatever, it's a wonderful time to think about, Do have I passed on everything that I think I've learned, good and bad, my experiences that have taught me lessons because they've succeeded or because they've failed, have I... Have I done as good as I can, as good a job as I can, conveying that to my own sons, if you're a dad, or conveying that to my own daughters, if if you're a mom? Because, you know, you don't want to make your children, as they become parents, rediscover the wheel. I mean, there's obviously a lot they'll have to learn by experience, but anything you can tell them that you've learned over the years that will make their job as a mom or as a dad I was going to say easier. Nothing's going to make it easier, but but that will make it more clear and more focused in their minds. We ought to look for those opportunities. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because this all came about because I I kind of panicked when we sent our last child off to college, and we're starting to have babies and so on. And I thought, have I really told them how important mothering is? Have I told them? difference it makes in their lives and the lives of their children and and so that it started that way like i've got to i've got to tell them this is the most important thing they'll ever do but then it's evolved now that our mothers are older and um they're the ones that are i feel like are the really real contributors who have learned that and they're teaching the younger mothers so now i want to go completely a different direction here for a minute Linda, because the topic here is gathering your children no matter what age they are I want to talk a little about using technology to get families together or parts of families together when you have a distance between you. And boy, we are so grateful that we live in the world we do. We just, you know, we're learning this stuff as we go along. We're not always on the radio here as the experts who know everything. We we just now started a plan where on the first Sunday night of each month, we're going to try, and I don't think we'll have perfect attendance or it'll be a slam dunk in any way, but we're going to try to do a an electronic family home evening, an electronic family meeting, if you will, where all of our families spread out all across the country are going to go on Google Plus and get online, and we're going to talk about what's happening, about whatever, everyone's going to have a chance to to do a quick update on how their kids are doing, how their family's doing, any plans we have that we want each other to know about. We might even begin talking about the 
the big family reunion next summer if that comes up and and we're going to see how it evolves but that's a wonderful way to gather people and it strikes me Linda you could do that just with a mother and her daughters or you could do that just with a dad and his sons there's so many ways yeah. to share and I guess the bottom line of what we're saying is why should we all go about our business of parenting or of husbanding or wifing or whatever we do in terms of family relationships, why should we just go at it blind? Why shouldn't we think about it with the other people we trust the most on an occasional basis, either in person or online? Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because, boy, that would save a lot of money if <laughs> we could just get <laughs> online and talk. But, you know, really there are times when your kids are going through hard times, and the best thing that we can do is have a little confab with sisters who they love and, and who they trust. For sure. Um, I mean, one of the big problems for our daughters um, this time around was not a family issue. It was snow. We have a daughter who's living in Boston, and literally even before she got here, they, they have more snow than Boston because they live in Malden just outside of Boston, and they had over 100 inches of snow. And honestly, she'd not seen a patch of blue or the sun for so many days. And she had to send her little daughter out in the street to back her up because she's driving through a tunnel to get to the road, and it just got really depressing. So, she was glad to come just to be in Arizona. Oh for my gosh, two, it was days. just it was like I can't believe the sun is still there and strong and warm. <laughs> it's hard to imagine when you're in all that. But um but in some cases it's just that somebody's worried about a child. I have a daughter who's just worried about a child who's homeschooled and who is home alone a lot, who is brilliant. She's ten going on twenty two because she's so bright. And mature oh, in some ways, you're just prejudiced other ways. toward your granddaughter. But, well, but that's true. Pretty... But but no, this is really is an exceptional child. But she's very worried about her because she is just second guessing her all the time and not and not wanting to do anything she wants her to do. So and did the sisters have some good advice yeah. for her on that? Yeah, they did. Interesting. They had some great advice, and she was like, "Ah, oh, what we decided is everybody should come with a question." About their own lives, just a question. A personal need a within personal their question. own parenting or right. whatever. Right. Okay. And that was hers, and it was so fun to really talk that through together. And but you could do that on uh, on uh, online. I mean, you. I mean, it's not as good as being face to face. No, it's not. As, no, for sure, it's not. And I and you know, I wanted to quickly say that just by way of contrast, I really envy. Linda and the way she gathers her daughters and they have an agenda and they really get through some amazing discussions. I'm more of a slacker, but we do get together as the guys. I get together with my sons and sons-in-laws, and but we usually do it. I'd say fun is about 95% of it, but that seems to be the way that some of the other stuff comes out. We, we're all certified, so we go scuba diving together sometimes when when we can afford it, which isn't always. Uh, but other times we might it might just be you know to uh, we're going to try to go to a tennis tournament together as many of us as possible next month because they all play a little tennis and we hope to have a, just a couple of days where we play tennis in the morning and then uh, and then watch tennis in the afternoon. I have a, some good friends we're actually getting together with tonight for dinner and he does that with his sons on golfing they just get out on the golf course and they're some are good golfers some are not but they get a lot of talking done walking around 18 holes 
I know other dads who get their kids together to go hunting or fishing. That's what my dad used to do. I I got to know my dad better through on, on little fishing trips than at any other time. And I guess the point is you find your own way, you find your own venue, you find your own methodology, but you don't just let it go because, you know what, years will go by and you'll you'll say, you know, it's been five years since we've really talk together about family things. I know. It is so true. And just before we you pass on, I have to make sure that everyone else, we have fun. Before I pass on. Before you pass on to something else. You never know when you're going to just jump back into goals. So um, it really is important to know that we have a lot of fun, too. I mean, we had a great time. We, we did stay at a hotel one night, and then we went to our daughter's house to stay for a couple more nights. But this hotel had a little lazy river thing, you know, where you get on the tubes and you and the current just takes you around. Well, typical of our girls, we went against the current. So we walked <laughs> That's around. That's a metaphor, right? It there. was a lot of exercise. By the time we walked against that current twice around there, I have to admit that I I got in a tube and they pushed me the first time around. <laughs> so that was even harder. But then the second time, I went, oh good grief, I can walk. And so I got and I was sore by the time I got to the end of that lazy river. But anyway, we do have a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Well, I'm just going to warn you, Linda. You said you want to you want to get Charity, our last one, to have a baby, so you can be instead of future mothers of IRL, you can be just mothers of IRL. M E. Yes. I'm not so sure about that. M E. Me. That might that might get a little self-centered. What do you think? <laughs> I like that idea. Mothers <laughs> need to think of me once in a while. Mothers. <laughs> great idea. M E. Thinking of me. Thinking of me. <laughs> That's terrific. I need to send that out to them. But if you want to see some pictures of our fun little getaway, and maybe it's more than you want to know, but uh, byuradio.org will have them available. If you just go to the website and you... Click on blog Click when on you go. Blog. We're, we're really pushing the BYU website. It's so good, byuradio.org, and then click right at the top where it says blogs, and it'll bring you to the recent posts, and you'll... You'll find whatever Linda's going to send in today. You'll find it there by tomorrow. And while, while we're thinking about the, that, Linda, again, I I love integration, and and it's fun for us to do this this show every week and so on. It'd be even more fun if we could integrate it more with some of the other things we're doing with parents. And there's a simple way to do that. Every once in a while, listeners, just go to byu.org and and click on on our show, and there's a little. Uh, a little section there on Ayers on the Road, and then just to the right of it are all the links to different things we're doing. If we've written an article on the same subject or if there's a YouTube post or whatever, Facebook post, you'll find them right there and you can click on them. And that's sort of the, I don't want to use the word homework, but if you really want to maximize whatever we happen to be talking about, follow up a little with just a few minutes online by going to uh, byuradio.org, and I think we're out of time. Um, I don't have the timer. You do, so I think it's time to sign off. But we wish you the very best in gathering your family and doing the best you can to stay connected because it's so important. We'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.